Welcome to the Kicks EAP podcast, your monthly podcast with important leaders in education from Eastern Europe, Middle East and North Africa, Central Asia, and the Asia Pacific. I'm your host, Ryan Allen, assistant professor at Chapman University here in Southern California, and my own background is in international and comparative education. Let's start the show. Today, we have Rokia Actor. In the interview, we discuss her work to expand inclusion in basic education and schooling in Bangladesh, her time as a teacher and principal, and what inspired her to become an educator. Let's start the show. All right. Uh, welcome to the podcast. It's It's been nice to connect with you uh, since, since we uh, arranged the interview. And I, you have, you know, I look at your resume and you have all these wonderful different experiences. And I'm, I'm just wondering if it, to, to begin, you know, how, how did you get uh, inspired to, uh, you know, go into education? If you can talk a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I was uh, very much uh, enthusiastic about education system, uh, even in, from my childhood. Uh, my memory of childhood is full of uh, my school environment rather than books and, uh, you know, curriculum. I remember the school campus, the big school campus, green playground, big, big old trees, and beautiful uh, seasonal flower beds in front of the school building, and a wide crop field at the back. You know, it is a, uh, it is one of the uh, unique, actually, unique school campus in Dhaka City, still now. And... Um, uh, it, it was uh, it was um, a boarding school also, so there were uh, so many disciplinary things and activities. Uh, so uh, my memory is full of uh, the natural things and some activities uh, and the organized uh, programs by our teachers. So. I feel like uh, school should be like that. The children will have enough space to uh, play around and um, they will not be only in the classroom. So beyond the classroom, uh, the school activities actually pull, uh, uh, and, uh, enthusiast me a lot. That, that's fantastic. You know, if we, if we could, I, I would like to hear your experience as a, uh, a teacher in an international school, uh, because that really set you up and some of the things that you thought uh, about education. So can you kind of jump into, into those um, experiences? Uh, yes. Uh, when I finished my post-graduation exams, uh, me and my friends actually had some time to uh, work and uh, we thought that why not joining in a school? And there was a, a English medium international school newly opened in Dhaka. From there, uh, actually, there was a circular. So we joined uh, some of our friends there. And then we found that um, it, uh, they are running a school uh, with British curriculum and books, and um, uh, the system is British not uh, just regular uh, Bangladeshi system. And what I learned from there that how interesting uh, a teacher can make the, uh, the education or learning system uh, more presentable to the students and how students can be more attracted to learning system. And specifically the elementary uh, teaching system 
was very nice and it was the uh, beginning so i i thought that why not in the general school public school uh, these type of interesting teaching method uh, uh, adopted so i had a i had a uh, uh, i had a plan to join in public school and uh, introduce this kind of interesting teaching method so this was the uh, beginning of uh, teaching and uh, making some innovation in teaching. Right. Yeah. That, you know, w you were able to see a different experience and then, and then you wanted to take that to, you know, the, the public schools. So uh, that, that's quite inspiring. Um, you know, I'm, I'm wondering though, you didn't, you didn't stay as a teacher. You actually uh, moved uh, to become a, a principal actually. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and, and maybe sort of designing uh, creative uh, learning activities and, and other materials? As a teacher, actually, uh, sometimes there is less scope to bring a lot of change in the education system. But when I got a chance to be a principal in a, uh, in a laboratory school that is experimenting how to make the education uh, the school as a model school so it was the program from government actually education ministry uh, some of the schools were having a, a laboratory school and they were trying to make it uh, like a model and then it will be uh, followed by copied to other districts at schools so over there i got the chance to uh, make changes in books and uh, curriculum and also i had a chance to work with the uh, one curriculum body uh, board where uh, different from different schools the teachers and uh, administrators principals joined uh, to make english version uh, curriculum so uh, in our school also, we opened English version government curriculum. And uh, for the elementary level, we uh, introduced many kind of activities and books, uh, programs, uh, uh, innovative things. And still now my students from the, that time who are now the already graduated, um, from universities, they uh, they actually when they meet me, they talk about that and how interesting it was the education system and oh, the programs. Wow. Yeah, and that is interesting. A very good feedback. Right, <laughs> you know? right. Uh, yeah, I, I love to hear and that. And about the quality, as a principal, I had to uh, train. I had to make some programs for the teachers to, to build uh, teacher skills to improve the uh, teaching and learning uh, capacity. Uh, and uh, we had a chance to uh, ha avail one um, British course from British Council. Um, from the University of uh, City and Guilds, we had a course uh, how to make classroom environment more attractive and classroom teaching more uh, innovative. Again, I love the experience of you know seeing your students years later and and they're professionals and and they're doing you know maybe they're educators too in in some cases and they're talking about that experience that they had so, so long ago you know when you were 
when you were there and the things that you that you created for them. So we love to hear that and, and to see that cycle. Uh, I, I guess the, the question, though, I have about the British Council and that sort of quality education, sometimes when we bring uh, curriculum and ideas from one place, whether it's, you know, maybe the UK uh, to another place, so Bangladesh, uh, sometimes things don't quite match up uh, and, and there, you know, maybe there's some cultural differences or, or aspects that are unexpected from, from uh, the locality. Did, did you face any of those kinds of things or did any issue like that pop up? Yeah, sometimes the parents even, uh, they, uh, some of the parents complain that teachers uh, pass so much time with uh, doing assignments and activities. They don't go to straight to the question and answers, which will come in the board exams. And the, the students are busy with making scrapbooks and assignments. Uh, so y- you are not putting much um, uh, pressure on their studies, but they are doing something else, something like that. Uh, actually, the problem is with the traditional mindset. Sometimes parents uh, don't like uh, so much activities uh, beyond the exam-oriented education. You know, they like more to put uh, stress on the focus on the question answers and guidebooks, not uh, beyond the textbook. But innovative education and learning system requires something, something beyond the book, something from the global uh, uh, knowledge and resources. So when teacher uh, brings something new, and it takes much time to introduce and it takes much time to do the work. And actually students love those things, but parents sometimes cannot cope with it. They think that they are misusing the time and they are not uh, very much focused to the studies and they will not do good in exams. That is the challenge sometimes. And other challenge is uh, all the teachers are not equally capable to take the innovative system. They are sometimes not that much creative to think out of the box. In that case, actually, they need more uh, mentoring uh, that sometimes create gap. So that is challenge. But... um, I think as a laboratory school, we made a successful uh, um, achievement. That's why the uh, applications to put their children in the in the, that school was very high. That was very competitive during the admissions, and um, we had to open more um, shift. You know, the one or two or three shifts in the school. So from the early morning to the evening, the school was running. Uh, so we had to uh, adjust with all these changes. And also, we could uh, expand the school, change schools in other districts. And uh, we had a challenge to recruit good teachers and train the teachers in English and also in uh, creative learning. But uh, anyway, those schools are uh, uh, found that those schools are the best schools in that district. So. I think we were successful. 
I see. Wow. Yeah, th those do sound like like challenges, especially to maybe change people's minds uh, about like what is traditional education and what schooling should look like. That, that's really difficult to 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 get people to think in new ways. And uh, I guess it takes, as you mentioned, sort of the results, the schools that are the model schools and the laboratory school that helps spawn those schools are some of the best in the district. So maybe that that can make people change their mind a little bit. After you uh, finished your, you know, working as a, as a principal, you, you actually uh, went and got your PhD um, at the University of uh, Dhaka. Can you uh, talk a little bit about your PhD dissertation and the and the research? Actually, I was very much um, uh, I was very much oriented to make um, analyze the education system always, and my dissertation uh, is on the uh, education system because in in Bangladesh, specifically in uh, big town in Dhaka and Chittagong and Silet, there are three academic system school system are running at the time but those are totally different the public school system what government runs that is uh, actually for everybody but the, the those uh, parents who think that our, we have um, some affordability to put our children to international school uh, in uh, they try to look for some good schools quality schools and uh, they go look for private school so the i told you when i was starting my career i found uh, opening international schools in dhaka like that several private schools open in dhaka so uh, th there is another curriculum uh, the international curriculum <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> okay and uh, the uh, and the language of the um, uh, education system uh, is english so in that case these are the two basic different uh, education system running and another one is madrasa you know religion based education system so how these th three kinds of education system making uh, the social structure and the uh, children who are coming out from these education systems how they are coping each other and how the social uh, infrastructure uh, is uh, changing that was the um, sociological analysis of my phd dissertation so uh, it was basically on my experience uh, of uh, uh, working with education system and also some uh, new experience uh, putting uh, the theories of contemporary theories uh, like i picked up the pierre bourdieu's theory of education uh, for reproduction that was the main theory of my dissertation that sounds wonderful you know a lot of, a lot of my students uh, also use bordeaux so it's certainly uh, a theory that can be applied widely and uh, we'll, we'll be sure to link to some of that research because it's i think it'd be quite interesting for for our audience um, to have a look at that you mentioned a little bit of, about the sort of the government and and maybe uh, some of the some of the offerings that the government has, and I'm curious how um, you know you've worked with the government 
um, in terms of you know basic education and uh, expanding schooling. Uh, after finishing my uh, PhD, actually, I moved to uh, the uh, the development sector because my education, my, uh, my post graduation, graduation and post graduation was on soci- sociology, so I thought that. Uh, my uh, 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 career should follow something related to my education. So I started um, working with the development sector and uh, what I found very interesting that uh, I had experience working uh, with the formal school and governments uh, and uh, parallel school like private schools. But what happens in the uh, remote areas in Bangladesh, what happens in the pockets and corners where schools are not available, teachers are not available, and children live far away, there are challenges um, to reach school, and even there are challenges with social system like social norms. Some uh, communities are not uh, uh, accepted by some community, the minority communities, I mean. So how their children are getting education. I had the opportunity to visit across the country uh, through development initiatives. And I learned that development initiative is so much uh, important to work uh, for the remote people and for the minority people and the people who are um, depressed, distressed and uh, has less opportunity, like people with uh, 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 disabilities. And uh, even for the girl children, um, the education is still very, very, very hard for the families to continue. So um, what I have um, done uh, with my projects where I have worked, like they opened um, schools, then they affiliated it with the government system and the schools uh, after a few years, it turned into government schools. So where government is not not able to open schools by their system, it is opened by NGOs or the civil society, and then they, they are affiliated. So the ch- those children uh, at some point got the chance to uh, appear in the government system exams, board, board exams. So in that way, the education for all, uh, the, um, the target to uh, reach all the children for education uh, is increasing, improving. And also I have seen that there are non-formal education system run by government, also by um, uh, uh, NGOs. A very interesting uh, what I found in one program, I used to lead the program for um, adults and girls who are like from nine years to uh, 18 years. These girls dropped out from school and their parents are not that much capable to send them back to school. Some of them are uh, 
uh, are taking care of the family members at home. So these children, uh, these girls, are very much vulnerable in the society for their as a as a girl and as a social traditional system that girls should get married um, early. That means if they don't have anything to do, they should be get get married away. So for them, uh, we had a program, Shonglap, and that sh- program was designed with the theory following the theory of pedagogy of oppressed, the Paulo Freire's theory, the critical thinking process. The process starts with identification of own problem and analyzing the cause and root causes of the problem. Then these girls play something, uh, some drama or something, the problem shows in the society how it happens. Then they go, go for solution. They, they, then they well, discuss with the community people how to um, make some strategies, some steps to solve the problem. So they take actions. In that way, the education system of the oppressed uh, build up, and uh, that worked a lot. That worked quite good, and I worked for that. Uh, I was uh, I, there were one hundred thousand girls came out by five wow. years uh, from that yeah. program. Uh, yeah, it is quite successful program. Wow, all, all, that program sounds wonderful and, and all the other work too. So wow, kudos to you on, on that. Um, if we could, I mean, we're kind of coming to the end of the interview and I, and I want to ask you a little bit about your uh, experience with SEIST and maybe some of the, the local work that you're doing there and, and really uh, connecting with the broader question of, you know, the importance uh, of of having that local perspective and, and hearing from uh, local organizations and local experts. Yeah, um, SIST is um, uh, run, actually founded by young researchers uh, and uh, their enthusiasts to work with uh, global um, scholars made it uh, a great journey from local to uh, international. And I joined uh, with them uh, uh, since um, 2016, 2015, like that. And um, I found that the spirit of young researchers, uh, it is so different when there is a spirit that can be, that can do a lot and it can connect uh, globally. They have connections with um, local uh, researchers and they have connections with the uh, global researchers, global scholars who actually most of them, uh, they went from our country to abroad to um, uh, get education and then uh, teaching in uh, different universities. So that is a very interesting network I have found in SAIST and uh, um, uh, with my research enthusiast, I am uh, working with them and I'm enjoying working with the young researchers. Yeah, that's wonderful. Get get the youth perspective to, to get that energy. So uh... Actually now uh, with SAIST, I am leading 
uh, one of the kicks um, uh, project education project uh, named effectiveness and scalability of programs for children who are out of the school and at risk of dropping out in Bangladesh. So from Bangladesh, we uh, SAIST is um, leading this project and uh, it is a consortium project. So the project is uh, led by uh, Kathmandu University from Nepal. And uh, um, we have already um, passed a few months um, uh, for this project, our area of the project is uh, urban slums, and we are seeing that uh, the new slums are growing in uh, urban areas. And uh, when the new slums grow, what happens with the families who fled from uh, rural areas to urban area, and uh, the children? how vulnerable they are and why they don't go to school. So what are the challenges? We are finding the challenges and we are also looking at the interventions of government and non-government for the dropout children. And we are trying to scale, up, scale it up for all these um, children. So we are very much hopeful that uh, we will cover all these children in uh, education and they will be at some point, they will uh, adjust with the uh, government education system and they will go to uh, primary schools. That's great. Uh, we, we actually you know, had a, a previous guest, uh, Dr. Uh, Balchandra Luitel from Kathmandu University. So I'm, I'm excited to hear that there's sort of, you know, a, a crossover network uh, from people uh, on the podcast. So uh, we're, we're looking forward to the projects that, that come out of that collaboration. Um, Rakia, thank you very much for, for joining me on the podcast. It's been, it's been wonderful talking to you. And this concludes our Kicks EAP podcast, which is released every first Wednesday of the month. Of course, the opinions expressed on the Kicks EAP podcast are solely those of the host and the guest. The Kicks EAP podcast is made possible by Kicks, which stands for Knowledge and Innovation Exchange. KICS is an initiative of the Global Partnership for Education. Globally, KICS is administered by the International Development Research Center in Canada. NORAG in Geneva hosts one of the four regional hubs of KICS. Find us on the NORAG or GPE KICS websites. You can subscribe to the KICS EAP podcast, newsletter, and webinar series, and also learn about KICS global or regional projects. Additionally, you can subscribe directly on Spotify or SoundCloud to receive notifications of the new monthly podcast episodes. Thanks for listening.